The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house, sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, riding solo today. It's Friday. The weekend is almost here. Hope everybody's staying safe, staying healthy. Let's dive into some college football news. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Punt and Pass. Follow me, at Drew Butler. Again, and a reminder... Coming soon, a brand new puntandpass.com. It will have a merchandise shop. It will have a blog. It will have all of our podcast destinations, all of our videos, everything that you need to stay in tune with Punt and Pass and therefore be locked into college football. So we appreciate you listening. Be sure to leave a review, leave five stars, unlike Nicole this past Monday who gave me one star and told me she did not like my opinions on certain things. But that's fine because I like having a discussion. That's why we're here. That is why we're here. So thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you've had a great week. I've been having fun this week kind of breaking down specific articles that I've been reading because there's so little news about what is going to happen on the field this fall. So people have been writing articles, whether it's about the state of college football, what's happening in college football, or their general information just to fill the void. And that leads me to today's article that we're going to break down from my good buddy Seth Emerson over at The Athletic. It's going to be Georgia heavy. So I hope you enjoy it because I'm going to dive into his Georgia mailbag. And I read it this morning, read it yesterday night, I think. And I said, wow, this would be great fodder, great chatter to have on punt and pass. So Seth, I appreciate your willingness to write this at a time where it's hard to find stuff to write about or talk about and he had a great a great first question that was written in by jp and it said the sec has expanded and named the athletic U as its fictional expansion team seth emerson is the new ad you are tasked with handpicking a coaching staff consisting of a head coach an offensive coordinator a defensive coordinator a special teams coach and a recruiting coordinator or assistant head coach Awesome question and something fun to do, especially in late June when everybody just wants football to come. That's great. Seth prefaces his answers by saying, look, this is an awkward position for me because I cover the Georgia beat for the athletics. So obviously if he picks somebody from Georgia, it will be viewed as biased. He will be viewed as a a homer playing favorites, yada, yada, yada. But I do think some of his answers are legitimate and you could quite 
literally create the perfect coaching staff. So let's do it. Head coach, who did he pick? No surprise. He picked Kirby Smart. Now, you could go a lot of different directions here. Think about the SEC West. I mean, it's insane the head coaches in the SEC West right now. Nick Saban, of course, the greatest college football coach of all time. Ed Orgeron coming off a national championship. How about the two new hires in the state of Mississippi? Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach, Gus Malzahn has made it to a national championship over at Auburn. Pretty outstanding group of coaches in the SEC West. Sam Pittman now at Arkansas, obviously he's unproven, but on the recruiting trail and from a developmental stage from offensive linemen, I mean, you wouldn't pick him as your head coach, but it will be fun to watch how he performs in his first season as a head coach. Now head over to the SEC East. Everybody always talks about Dan Mullen, offensive guru. What a genius quarterback whisperer. He's closing the gap on Georgia. Jeremy Pruitt, after a horrendous start to 2019, finished the season on a very high note. Tennessee coming back and winning the Gator Bowl to beat Big Ten powerhouse Indiana. I mean, that was actually an outstanding comeback, and they ended on a high note. Where will Tennessee go this year? It remains to be seen. I think the biggest question mark at Tennessee is Jarrett Garantano. Okay, Derek Mason at Vanderbilt, that's kind of a toss-out. We talked about Mark Stoops a lot this week on the podcast, how he might have the most cush job in the nation at Kentucky. Will Muschamp. Right? I mean, he's been a lot of places as a defensive coordinator. He used to be the head coach of Florida. Like, there is a lot of talent and experience in the SEC. And then you go back to Seth's choice, which is Kirby Smart, and I think it's the right choice. Has Kirby gotten over the hump yet? No, he has not. Does he recruit at the highest level? Yes, of course he does. That's been proven. Is he building maybe his fantasy coaching staff around him right now when he's able to? Yes, he has. I think the hire of Todd Munkin will be a gigantic weighing piece into the trajectory of where Kirby Smart takes his own career at the University of Georgia. And all signs are pointing that it's going to continue to go up. But when it comes to what he's been able to do in the first four years, the talent that he's been able to bring into Athens, and the results that he's brought on the field in those short years— outside of getting over the hump, which is Alabama for him. From a from a perspective of where I want to build my team from, got to take the age factor in with Coach Saban. You got to take, I think, the one-hit wonder tag that you can maybe put on Ed Orgeron right now. Dan Mullen, unproven. I think I agree with Seth here. You got to go with Kirby Smart. Seth says, I'll go with the 44-year-old coach who has proven himself as an elite recruiter and a program builder. And while he's had some glaring game day errors, still pretty good record, 44-12. and This is where I agree with Seth. He said, if you told me I couldn't pick a coach at Georgia, then I'd go with Dan Mullen. Yeah, I, I, I just, look, I've told you this once and I'll tell you this again. I'm just not the biggest Dan Mullen fan. I'm sure he's a great guy. I have met him. We've had him on the podcast. He's just not my choice. I think Tennessee might beat Florida this year. I really do. 
Keep in mind, people, Felipe Franks was consistently named the starter over Kyle Trask by Dan Mullen. When Kyle Trask came on the scene and saved the day at Kentucky and then, you know, almost took LSU to the edge and finished the season off well, everybody's like, oh, Kyle Trask, man, he's awesome. Kyle Trask, the best returning quarterback in the SEC. Dan Mullen had him behind Felipe Franks. My own co-host, my best friend Aaron Murray, was a Felipe Franks apologist. I had to get him off it. I had to say, Aaron, open your eyes. I know you're an SEC record-holding quarterback, but trust the punter here. So if I couldn't pick Kirby Smart, I'm going with Coach O. All right? I'm going with Coach O if I couldn't go with Kirby Smart. We'll see what Coach O is capable of this season without Joe Burrow, without Joe Brady. That'll be fun to see. Offensive coordinator. Seth chooses Mike Bobo from South Carolina. Obviously, Coach Bobo got fired from Colorado State. A lot of rumors that he might end up back at Georgia with Kirby. They were teammates in college. That offer was never extended, not to my knowledge, not to the public's knowledge. He ends up at South Carolina with his other college teammate, Will Muschamp. Seth brings up a great point. If he was allowed to poach a head coach to call offense, he'd pick Mike Leach. And then maybe Dan Mullen. Jeez. Everybody loves Dan Mullen. He says, limited to current offensive coordinators, I might prefer Todd Munkin. He has a compelling argument, but you got to give Bobo the nod because if you look back at his offenses in the last decade, the numbers are right there with Munkin. Back in 2012 when Munkin's offense at Oklahoma State was third nationally in offensive yards per play, Bobo's Georgia offense was first. Two years later, Bobo called what is still the highest-scoring offense in Georgia history. One final reason, Bobo is a very experienced recruiter in SEC territory. I think I agree with Seth again. Look, I have been a Mike Bobo apologist since I got into broadcasting when I was still playing in the NFL in 2013 and 2014. I had just left Georgia. Coach Bobo recruited me, full disclosure. I love Coach Bobo. But for whatever reason, and yes, there were some games where Georgia just would have that one no-show per season. Offense looked like shit. Defense looked awful. Special teams would give up a big play. Dogs would get their ass kicked. Everybody would have their arms up in the air. And you'd wonder why that happened once again. But Coach Bobo was so unfairly targeted with the angst of Georgia fans. And I would sit there and say, open your eyes, people. Look at what we're doing. A balanced offense. Great talent that he recruited. I mean, Aaron and those wide receivers and Todd Gurley and Keith Marshall and then Nick Chubb. I mean, Tavares King. I mean, Arthur Lynch, Orson Charles, like, like legitimate NFL talent at all positions. If you could have paired Mike Bobo with a Sam Pittman offensive line, I mean, watch out. Seriously, watch out. Will he have that same spark in year one at South Carolina? I don't think so. You know, I don't think the talents there, South Carolina is certainly talented. Hell, they beat Georgia last year in Athens. But I know Bobo likes to get his quarterback. Ryan Helinski will, will be a great Bobo disciple. Bobo rides his quarterbacks hard, man. 
and he gets him to respond and play at a high level. I like that. I know Coach Bobo gets his players to play well for him. Look, he's got the SEC pedigree. He's done it before. I think it's a great choice by Seth. But I put a big question mark next to Mike Bobo in 2020. I'm not worried about him in 2021 or 2022. And they need to win now in Columbia. That'll be interesting. Defensive coordinator. Seth picks Ryan Walters from Missouri. Said it's hard not to go with Dan Landing, who's a rising star and was a Broyles Award finalist last year as one of the five best assistants in the country. Then he also said Todd Grantham should get heavy consideration. Ryan Walters has done a lot at Missouri, Seth says. Fourth in the SEC in defensive yards per play last year with less talent at Missouri, which is true. He's so well thought of that Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz retained him. Seth says it goes without saying that Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jeremy Pruitt, and Will Muschamp would all be great defensive coordinators as well, but they're priced out of this job. Yes, of course. Think about that. Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jeremy Pruitt, Will Muschamp. I mean, that's one coach's coaching tree right there, although you could make the argument that Kirby Smart is in Mark Rick's coaching tree. Remember, Kirby was the running backs coach at University of Georgia in 2005 classic yeah that's a great choice you just have to think what missouri is able to do with the talent they have hold their own on the defensive side of the ball in the sec nice choice seth i like that choice i would definitely not go with todd grantham third and grantham look it's beatable aaron and i have these arguments all season long We all know Aaron's from Tampa. We all know that Dan Mullins is boy. I get it. I've got boys who are out there who coach at different schools as well. But I just have to bring him down to earth the last weekend in October and say, buddy, there's ways to beat this thing. And buddy, Dan Mullen has yet to get over the Kirby smart hump, much like Kirby has yet to get over the Nick Saban hump. So let's be objective here. I've said it once and I'll say it again. It's okay to root for the school that you went to when you're right. Okay? I mean, our boy David Pollock can go against Georgia all he wants to try to gain respect from a national audience, but when he's wrong, he's wrong. Look, if, I, if we go into the SEC championship last year and I say, Georgia's probably not going to win this game. LSU's unstoppable. Like, you could hate me for it. But then LSU puts up 40 on Georgia. Right? I mean, if you are right about your predictions in picking against your alma mater, look, sorry, that's being objective. I think being over the top against your alma mater to gain the respect of a national audience puts your reputation at risk. Just my thoughts. And it's a great time to be a Georgia alumni in the media because they win a lot more games than they lose. I'll get off my soapbox on that one. Let's go over to special teams coach. Seth picks Scott Fountain from Arkansas. A great choice. And I know Coach Fountain really well. Coach Fountain obviously was at Georgia. He was Kirby Smart special teams coordinator. And Georgia played really good special teams while Coach Fountain was there. 
Seth says he's picking a former Georgia assistant for the second time. Yeah, but that's okay, Seth. This is the right choice here. Remember, Coach Fountain almost left Georgia last year to go to Auburn. Decided to stay, which I think was a great choice for him. Coach Pittman gets poached at Georgia to head over to be the head coach at Arkansas. He brings Coach Fountain with him. Special teams coordinator, assistant head coach. He can recruit really well. He gets guys to play hard. He is really sharp with the X's and O's. Special teams is not just about kicking and punting. There's a lot of strategy, and there's a lot of meetings to scout and to prepare for what are the six phases of special teams, kickoff and kickoff return, punt and punt return, field goal and field goal block. You got six phases to get ready for in five days each and every week against different opponents with different skill sets and different threats. Coach Fountain did a really good job. Again, he had great talent at Georgia, but he had that talent play at a high level. That's the difference maker. Good choice, Seth. How about recruiting coordinator and assistant head coach? The wild card pick. All right, Seth. Now, this is you're going heavy Georgia here, but again, it might be the right pick. He picks Del McGee. Georgia's recruiting coordinator and running backs coach. Seth adds, McGee was named the number one overall recruiter in the 2018 class. In this past year, he was number five, one spot behind Auburn D-line coach and former Georgia coach Rodney Garner, who should also get some consideration for this spot, says Seth. McGee is going to be a head coach someday, and the longer he waits, the more successful he and Georgia are, the more likely it will be at a Power 5 school. Again, I'm quoting Seth here. McGee may only be a position coach, but he was a successful high school coach winning state championships at Columbus Carver High School. Smart puts McGee in charge when uh, yes, Smart puts McGee in charge when Smart's out of the building. I mean, who recruits at the highest level? You know who I would even maybe put in this spot? What about Scott Cochran, Georgia's new special teams coach? You know he has a huge effect on recruiting. Assistant head coach, look, special teams, you you get to get your hands on everybody. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen, wide receivers, defensive backs, tight ends, linebackers, everybody, literally except the quarterbacks. Running backs, everybody. My sources tell me Scott Cochran has been dialed in on special teams for years and years at Alabama. That transition should be much easier than just thinking he's a strength and conditioning coach heading over to run special teams. Will there be delegation? Well, of course. Like I said, you have six phases to get ready. You don't do it on your own. You have other position coaches help you. Georgia has two great special teams assistants, Greg and Adam. Shout out to my guys. But think about all the talent that Alabama has had over the years. Think about the development of those players. Think about the love and respect that they give to Coach Scott Cochran. I think I'd put Cochran as my recruiting coordinator and assistant head coach. That's fun. I like that, Seth. And that was a great question by JP. Let's round it out with the other question I really liked. Which of the following do you think is most likely and which of do you think is least likely? Here are the questions. Zeus keeps the 1,000 rushing yard streak alive at Georgia. George Pickens 
has over 1,000 receiving yards. This is obviously for 2020. Jamie Newman is Georgia's starting quarterback and has over 3,000 passing yards. JT Daniels is Georgia's starting quarterback and has over 3,000 passing yards. And Georgia plays all 12 games on the 2020 schedule on time and as scheduled. Great questions. To recap, which do you think will most likely happen and which do you think will least likely happen? Zeus rushes for 1,000. George Pickens catches for over 1,000. Jamie Newman is the starting quarterback and has over 3,000 passing yards. JT Daniels is the starting quarterback and has over 3,000 passing yards. Or Georgia plays all 12 games on the schedule, on time and as scheduled. My number one that will happen, Georgia is playing all 12 games on the 2020 schedule, on time and as scheduled. We're having college football, people. I don't know what it will look like. I don't know what the fan situation will be. I don't know what capacity will be. Now, as scheduled, you know, it's not about the time slot, but the weekends that they're supposed to be played, Georgia will play all 12 games on the 2020 schedule on time and as scheduled. That's my number one. Look, I'm sticking to it. I'm staying consistent. Number two, George Pickens has over 1,000 receiving yards. I think it's pretty evident what Todd Munkin has been brought in to do. I think it's also pretty evident what you know he wants to do based off of the successes that he's had, not only in the NFL, but at Oklahoma State. My number two is that George Pickens, who Phil Steele, who ESPN, who CBS Sports, a lot of people are saying he may be a top three returning receiver in the country. That's who I'm picking for my number two guarantee. George Pickens has over 1,000 receiving yards. Number three. Jamie Newman is a starting quarterback and has over 3,000 passing yards. I don't think JT Daniels is going to be eligible. And I think he transferred to Georgia knowing that so. And I think he came to Georgia understanding that he gets to learn from Todd Munkin, get in the playbook, understand the system, get healthy, and be ready to rock and roll for 2021. But I think Jamie Newman will bust onto the scene. And I think, and I have continued to say it, this is the time for Georgia's coaching staff to put their players in the best situation to succeed. All accounts would point to a more pass-happy offense. Jamie Newman clearly capable of that based off of his recent success at Wake Forest. You know he's going to take advantage of this opportunity. That's my number three. Jamie Newman is the starting quarterback and has over 3,000 passing yards. My number four, which I think a lot of people might put at number one, Zeus White keeping the 1,000-yard rushing streak alive. I just want him to stay healthy. That's my thing here. You know he's going to get his carries. You know that he's going to consistently be the guy toting the rock. Can he stay healthy? If he stays healthy, most likely he's going to pass the 1,000-yard mark and keep the streak alive. I will withhold my judgment until he proves me wrong, and I hope that he stays healthy, and all signs point to him being in great physical shape. I hope that maintains. I know Scott Sinclair, Georgia strength and conditioning coach, one of the best in the nation, for real. From a prehabilitation standpoint to a preparation standpoint to a development standpoint to a rehabilitation standpoint, Scott Sinclair has these boys ready to play. I think that he's going to have a great bespoke program for them in regards to everything that's been going on for the past three months. If Zeus stays healthy, he'll eclipse 1,000 yards. Staying healthy is the biggest thing for him. 
That's my number four. And my number five, JT Daniels, starting quarterback, I don't think he's going to be eligible. So that's that. Fun discussion. Seth, I appreciate it. That was a podcast episode based off of your Georgia mailbag on theathletic.com. If you don't subscribe to theathletic.com, do it. I do it solely for Seth. I really do. It's a great place to get college football news. They do a very, very good job. Seth is an awesome writer, and I know Georgia fans are glad to have him. So appreciate that. Let me know your thoughts. Tag me on Twitter and Instagram, at Drew Butler. Shout it out to Seth as well, at Seth Emerson. He's the one that did all the heavy lifting here. I just had fun talking about it. Who would your head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams, and recruiting coordinator be? If you could pick and choose who you would want. Again, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Punt and Pass. Follow me at Drew Butler. Be on the lookout for a brand new puntandpass.com coming soon. Fourth of July is next Saturday. Look, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like next week, but I've enjoyed kind of recapping some of these news articles that I've been reading and letting y'all know what's going on in the world of college football. So I appreciate you listening. Rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll talk to you next week. See you.